Welcome to the latest episode of the Potteries Podcast with me, your host, Adam Gratton. Thanks for popping along and tuning into this episode. Very glad to have you with us as we continue to look into the life of the community pubs and breweries in Stoke-on-Trent and across Staffordshire. Not just about what comes out of the pumps and the bottles, but also, perhaps more importantly, the part they play in our communities and the important social impact they have and continue to have in making up the cornerstones of the places and communities in which we live. So, with that said, this time around, we take a visit to a venue which has been leading the way over the last several years in a resurgence in that appreciation of fine ale, good conversation and a friendly, warm welcome. As we here at the Potteries Pubcast stop off for a cheeky one at Bottlecraft in Piccadilly, Hanley. So, pull up a chair at the table or a stool next to the bar and take time out to listen to this latest episode of your Potteries podcast. I'm pleased to say that I am today joined by the co-owner of Botcraft in, on Piccadilly in Hanley, Chris Wilson. Hello. Hello. So, uh, thanks for joining us on the Potteries podcast. Uh, I'm going to say it's a been a tough 12 months, <laughs> yeah, to, say to say the least. Uh, how, how are things been going? Uh, yeah, yeah, well, well, first, thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, it's been a challenge. It's, uh, it's definitely been a challenge. It's been an interesting 12 months. Uh, I don't think with all the best will in the world, anybody could have predicted it would go quite like this. I think uh, last February, when uh, lockdown was being spoken about, I think we all sort of expected it to be over in a few weeks, you know, at, tops two months um and you know we've really had to adapt uh, our business to to make sure that we were still here at the end of it um it's it's <laughs> postman's coming in <laughs> uh, yeah uh, um yeah it's um it's been interesting uh and it, it it's it has been challenging but i, I suppose in a sort of way you know, it's been kind of uh, exhilarating, you know, uh, having to adapt and face those challenges and figure out uh, solutions to get around those things. Um, you know, there's been, um, <laughs> there's been some interesting things that have gone up. I mean, we, uh, we, when we very, very, very first started off as a, as a little bottle shop, um, we, you know, we never thought we'd end up being this sort of, you know, go-to bar that we, we sort of ended up becoming. And then that all sort of got stripped back and we sort of had to go back to our roots and become a, a bottle shop again. Do you think that's, given, you know, how you started off, it was very much you know, just from that raw grounds and from, from, from zero. Do you think that's helped you with sort of the mindset of having to go back to the difficulties that we've faced over the last 12 months and how to deal with it and overcome? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, we I suppose we were fairly uniquely placed there's a there's a lot of the sort of the wet lead trades um that just haven't had those opportunities they haven't they haven't been able to adapt their business model just because of how uh, how their businesses have, have been historically structured um you know as, in a way we were blessed really that we had that prior experience of operating as a as a 
craft beer bottle shop. So it, I wouldn't say it was straightforward to slip back into it, but we, you know, we, we had that experience and we were able to sort of say like, well, what was it that, that made us so successful in the beginning? And, and along the journey, what did we do to, uh, to change our business model, to adapt to the demand that was there? And what can we keep and what can we pull back? Um, so, you know, for instance, um, at sort of our peak before all the pandemic started here at Piccadilly, um, our fridge selection um, had sort of shrunk a little bit and we kept like really sort of a core range in of like sort of fan favourites, if you will. Um, and since then, we've sort of, we've started our ordering process has changed somewhat. We're focusing on limited edition, special beers, um, and the, the customer demand for that has been, you know, like they've picked up on that really well. And that, that's one of the things I was going to say, you know, the, the way you're interacting with your customers and, you know, you know even regulars at you know, pubs and bars, you're like, how, how have you seen that change? You know, what's the relationship there? Well, you know, it's quite funny, really, because we obviously, um, we, we always had sort of a core customer base because... I suppose in Stoke-on-Trent, craft beer was kind of niche. We were sort of, we were sort of right on the zeitgeist of it. It was, you know, it was starting to really sort of bubble up in your big cities, your Manchester's and your London's and stuff. But it hadn't really sort of hit Stoke yet. Um, there, there were places that were sort of experimenting and trying different things. Um, there used to be the Beer Emporium up in Bursland that sort of specialised in continental beers like the, the German and the Belgian sort of stuff. But the the the, the craft beer market in in the uk has just exploded over the last five or six years and we sort of we really got onto it at a really good time and we've we've built up uh, a sort of a, a loyal following and obviously that there are there are a lot of places around now some absolutely fantastic bars and other bottle shops that do just just wonderful things and and it's it's nice to sort of be you know riding that wave so the people who've been with us since the very beginning are still with us. And you, so we do um, one of the very first things that we, we sort of set up after the initial lockdown period. Obviously, we went into a little hibernation and then it became apparent that it was going to go on for much longer than we'd anticipated. So it was like, well, what are we going to do? I think we all thought this was going to be three, four weeks. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Like I remember going away with one of the other directors, Rich, and we were we went to Bristol. I think it was about a week, maybe a week or two weeks before uh, lockdown actually hit in. And we were saying like, oh, you know, this is going to be challenging. What we're going to do? Or you know, like we'll batten down the hatches. We'll have to, you know, remove all the stock and you know get rid of the cash and just shut down for a few weeks. But it'll be fine, you know. And and then, you know, obviously uh, <laughs> it didn't, didn't quite work out like that. So one of the very first things we did was um, set up an online ordering system and um, developed a home delivery system. Uh, so that was fun. I get to drive around the city and uh, pretend I'm Postman Pat delivering beer to people, which is, you know, isn't that just the best sort of postman? Come no, on. well, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh God, what's this? I mean, I've seen that. Yeah, you know, I've followed the stuff you've, you've, been, you've been doing with that, and the, the, I mean, the delivery van go out there. And I mean, what's how has that been as an experience? Because you know, you've been in a, a static building, pulling the pints there. And... Um, 
it's <laughs> it's been completely different. I've been I've been working in the pub trade for nineteen years now. Um, so you know you could almost call me a veteran. <laughs> and um, this has been so different than than anything that I would have expected to experience doing this uh, this career. Um, you know, I, I've, I've realized quite how much I've missed human interaction, you know, those those little snippets of conversations. And I'm not sure if I can small talk anymore. I don't know how that's, how that's going to work. It's going to be, be a challenge. How much it's here. So at an inn and a road, you'll be able to just draft up some sort of general conversation. Yeah, well, like, you know, I, I can talk about uh, the business all day, and um, but those sort of little moments of small talk, I don't know, uh, I don't know how I'm going to drop back into that. And I've spent so much, obviously, the whole country's really sort of spent so much time in isolation. Um, our sort of social interactions have dropped right off. And, uh, you know, there's, I, doing, the, doing the home delivery, you know, I've been, I've been coming in here, I've been doing sort of maintenance work and doing some decorating, been making sure that our beer system is, you know, like tip top, making sure it's regularly cleaned, you know, like the sort of, the back end stuff that nobody ever really thinks about when, when you're talking about pubs. Everyone's like, oh, running a pub's great. You're like, yeah, you don't realize how much cleaning you have to do. Um, so doing all of that sort of stuff, making sure all the, uh, like the, the website, the web store and everything's all up to date. Um, it's really, uh, it, it's developed um, our sort of presentation of the stock as well. So um, we now, uh, like, you know, like I, I'm not really, uh, very technically savvy. Uh, thankfully, Tom, uh, the third director, it, his sort of background is within uh, sort of uh, computers and design and uh, sort of making online platforms operate. So yeah, well, it's, it's quite nice actually because between the three of us, we've we've all sort of got all the bases covered. Um, Rich is, uh, you know, um, he he sorts all the sort of the financial matters out. He's this, the sort of the the admin side of it, he's absolute king of. And to be honest, um, everybody's brought their own thing um, and to the business right from the very beginning. Tom's obviously, you know, we call so I, I call uh, Rich Finance and Tom's IT, and then I guess oh, I'm sort of the face, I'm if you will. I wouldn't say pretty, but I can talk, or at least I could. Um, and um, Obviously, during the sort of this, 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 the, the pandemic and the lockdown, um, those those skill sets have really sort of come to the fore. Like you know, Tom did an absolutely stunning job getting the website set up, and then uh, showing Rich and I how everything sort of worked, and then that's all been developed, and that's still being worked on to sort of make it even better. And Rich, you know, like um, it has been hot on with all of the sort of the, the government help with regards to the furlough scheme and the grants. Um, and then I've sort of come in and done the donkey work and gone driving around the city. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I'll leave some to the next bit, really, because one of the things once to, you know, look at in the podcast as well as the business themselves and the, the pubs like Bottlecraft sells is that place in the community and the social aspect, which as you said, you're 19 years in the business, you've seen a lot of changes, yeah. how customers interact with a lot of regulars. How do you see places like Line Ballcraft and the local, you know, pub, water you know, benefiting and being part of the communities? Well, um, you know, 
pubs, public houses have always, you know, like historically have been sort of the gathering points of communities. Um, and, and I think there's such an important cultural and historical uh, aspect of, uh, of this country. Um, you know, it brings people together. You know, it's not, I, I, like you say, I've been in it for quite a while. So I've seen such a, such a change in the way that the, the, the trade has, has grown and, and sometimes shrunken, sometimes better, sometimes worse. You know, like my, my, first, uh, my first job was just glass collecting in a, in a pub. Um, and, you know, seeing the regulars and you've got music nights, uh, sort of acoustic nights, DJs, and, you know, like people, mobile phones weren't really as, as big as they were. So, you know, like people would just be like, oh, I'll see you in... I'll see you tomorrow, eight o'clock at the pub. Like, and, and it was sort of like a meeting place. Um, and then I, I sort of watched as the sort of the, the late night drinking um, sort of, so like all bars started opening later and you've got, you've got clubs opening until sort of six o'clock in the morning. And that sort of changed the dynamic slightly. And, you know, you've always had your sort of, sort of your sit down pubs and then the sort of the, the growth of the sort of the pub foods, you know, like the, the food-led pubs, family pubs. Um, and, and I think before all of this, and maybe it'll be, uh, it'll in some way inspire even more when things open back up and start to relax. And sort of notice that sort of pubs have, started to go back to what they were it was a, a meeting point it wasn't just a place to go out and drink as much for as cheap as possible it was a place to sit down and obviously sort of the, the thing with craft beer is it's sort of it's quite a i guess you'd say a high-end product you know it's not it's not the the, the lowest common denominator uh, we, if you sort of look around the city we're probably one of the most expensive pints in the city um also certainly the majority of your craft beers are. And um, what that sort of encourages is people to sort of come in and appreciate what they're doing, like what they're, what they're consuming. Uh, and, and that sort of shift away from how much can I get for this amount? How drunk can I get? It's now, I've got this much, what's the best thing I can get? And that's encouraging people to mingle a little, sit down, take the time, consider what they're having. Uh, appreciate it a little bit more, but appreciate the environment that they're in and the people that they're with. And it's pulling it back to being a more social focused experience rather than just being, wee, party. I think that's the only thing I know. From my experience, years of going around, you know, lots of dairy and they've seen changing technique, going to all that all night drinking and a pound of pints and all these offers. And it has seemed very much across in the last five years or so it's started coming back to having a yeah. bit more, you know, a measured approach to it. It's having, you know, high, probably a higher quality level of, you know, drink that's there. And, uh, you know, I know for, you know, yourself, Botcraft, there's less of that, you know, even with the emergence of mobile phones, it's started to become a place in the city where people tend not to look at heads down the yeah. much, but chatting around the bar and having yeah. this conversation. Absolutely. Yeah, it's great. It, it is really good. And, you know, you sort of said sort of a, a higher quality product and like a, a not being sort of disparaging of your sort of your, your big breweries, like um, sort of your mass produced 
um, lagers and things like that. There's always going to be a place for those sort of things. I mean, on, on an absolutely belting hot summer's day, there's very few things more instantly refreshing than than a, an ice cold lager. But I think people are um, willing to sort of spend a little bit more and to get a product that's got a bit more love in it. Um, so like um, the, the sort of, I think the still the most, uh, the highest sales of any beer in this, in this country is calling still, uh, you know, and, and that's for a reason. It's, it's super light, super easy to drink, just goes down. And, um, but I think, um, people are starting to explore beyond that a little bit more and uh, say to really sort of appreciate. And it's, uh, it's a big thing that I, I talk about on our tasting nights um, is tasting beer rather than just drinking beer. And that's one thing I was going to laugh into it is that it's um, the, the way the wine's been looked at and you know, you've got like Agro is in and be, be, you know, beer probably because of how cheaply you sold and that's got this this lower um, a slower sort of uh, respect to it seems now that actually craft ales, artisan brews are bringing up to how we treated our wine has been treated for 100%. Yeah, 100%. Um, you know, uh, it's it, it'll, it'll always fascinate me um, when we put a new beer on the board because we, we don't really sort of stick to one product on the board, we're always pulling in new things like say seasonals and one-offs and specials and things like that. And it's great just to see sort of four or five people order the same drink and sit down and they taste it and they, they're talking about the beer. Yeah. Like, oh, that smells amazing. Oh, what hops are in that? Oh, you, can you feel that? That mouth feels fantastic. Oh God, are you getting these flavors? It's just fantastic to, you know, to see. And, you know, like before, <laughs> before people were sort of a, a bit, you know, a bit more cagey about their own personal space you get people swapping glasses here try this try it it's, it was fantastic to see it really was and um, that appreciation of it is uh, is something that's that's been really important for the craft beer scene uh, i think that's that's kind of what what shaped it and has developed it so much is this sort of like wow where has this been all my yeah, life you can get all these different places yeah and, um, oh. you know out of different sorts of beers yeah. then it generates that conversation and bring it back to what clubs yeah we, I mean like, like one of the you know the, we had uh, we've had a, a beetroot and fennel saison you know and it's it's, it's just yeah. bonkers it was bright red it was earthy but then fresh and herbal and then you know a saison's like a really specific type of Belgian beer that's like long fermented and you get all these yeasty flavours and it's just it's just an absolute taste sensation, but I don't know, 10 years ago, if somebody had said, like, I want you to drink this, it's got bits in, uh, and it's also bright red, and it's got some it's got some herbs in as well, you'd have been like, get out, just get out, it's not touching. But, like, people are just really exploring, like, the sort of the range, and as you say, like, um, I, I don't, I'd even argue it's surpassed wines now, because of the sheer variety that's available that's with the medium. I mean, we've got we've got four fridges there, and each one sort of focused on a different sort of grouping style. So we've got like sort of stouts, porters, and real ales, and then we've got uh, Belgians, fruit beers, and sours. 
then we've got IPAs, double IPAs and pale ales, and then we've got lagers and wheat beers. Uh, like those are the four fridges and like just within each fridge there's so much variety. I have got like a, a, a 3.5% Pilsner and then I've also got a 6% Imperial Lager in the same fridge and they're, they're worlds apart in their flavour profile but they're still both lagers. That, that's um, thing about there's, there's something for everyone, isn't there? Yeah, 100%. Do you know, one of, one of my all-time, all-time favourite things is people coming and go, I don't really drink beer, I don't like beer. I'm like, that's a challenge. Yeah. I will find you something. And, you, you know, you can. You can there's, there's something, you know, like, uh, we've had a mango beer, we've got loads of different fruit beers, you know, like... Uh, um, get some, uh, some women will come in and be like, oh, I only really drink gin sort of thing and I'm like well as it happens I've got a, a cucumber and juniper saison like and like, like well, what's this and it's just you know it's like it's it's fantastic it's people just try this just try this yeah absolutely you know like you get uh, you get people coming in saying oh you know what lagers have you got on and we're like well try this and they're like that's that's amazing and it's like well yeah it's not it's not just like really mass-produced sort of watery lager. It's got depth to it. It's got like character. It's got a solid malt base. It's got a hot profile. It gives sort of like a, a long or short bitterness. You get fruity profiles coming through. It's just a lager. And, and I think, yeah, I mean, that's it. There's a lot of love and attention and care, they, not just by itself, but the people who are brewing. Yeah, and, and sort of the science behind it as well. People like are really thinking long and hard. I mean, obviously... Um, Sort of the, the history of beer, um, it's uh, every sort of um, great leap forward in society has been almost followed by a beer. So, like you know, like the the, the rise of industrialization in this country, um, you've got your stouts and porters being developed down in London because the quality was 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 so um, you, you were able to meticulously brew the same thing each and every time. There was no variance, there was no discrepancy in the flavour. So you've got this consistent flavour over and over every time you went into a pub. It doesn't matter which pub you went into, you know the beer was going to taste the same. And that was like, as industrialization started to roll out, people were focusing on the science behind like the, the, the extraction of malt, the water quality, the hot varieties and how the, the, the chemicals interacted with each other and uh, sit and talk about well, it all day. Yeah. You can pretty much it. You can chart you know, the modern history of not even the modern history, like you go all the way back to like one of the oldest uh, recipes is a Sumerian tablet with a beer recipe on it. Yeah, yeah, thousands of years in the making. I suppose with that in mind, then, it's, um, things we spoke about, it's, you know, it's this, this episode that goes out of the cells and other, other establishments, pubs will have reopened again. What do you, how do you see the industry coming out of this lockdown sort of sticks to how, how it is now and the, the future of it around um, the potteries and well I think I think reopening is going to present its own challenges um, because it's gone on for so long it's been 12 months it's it's going to go one of two ways really people will have become so sort of set in the ways that maybe you have to work harder to encourage people to come out and socialise. Maybe there'll still be some trepidation about large gatherings, big groups, um, sort of smaller bars, people 
being a bit more wary about their own personal space, or it'll just explode like after the First World War, where people were, you know, getting fully dressed up, top hats, or you know, full makeup to just go down to the post office. You know, it'll, it'll go one or two ways. I'm trying I think. to work out how to make small talk. Yeah, yeah we're, we're trying to figure out how to make small talk again. Um, and um, I think sort of for for us here at Bottlecraft, we've always been focused on community and the creative scene in, in Stoke-on-Trent. And that's something we're going to really sort of keep pushing to try and pull people back together. Um, we've been, you know, I, I mentioned previously that we do a, a tasting night. That, those used to be monthly and we used to get sort of 20 to 30 people sat in a room all sitting and tasting beer, talking about it and conversing. And it was wonderful. We've got a long-standing, uh, it's um, been going for over two years now, uh, a spoken word night um, that we uh, that we've uh, we've hosted upstairs, um, and that you know that really brings the sort of creative minds together, and there's a real sense of community around that. Those things are going to be vital in sort of reintegrating people, like I say, and helping to rediscover small talk. How 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 do I sit in a room with people again? <laughs> Does that work? Um, so yeah, it's, it's, there are going to be challenges, and I think, you know, uh, for us, uh, our our focus is on creating a pleasant, safe, comfortable environment for people to feel like they can come back to, and you know, take the first baby steps with us, um, and hopefully we can sort of move forward together as the as you know the the, the steps start to relax, and we can hopefully touch wood everything will sort of relax and we can sort of rediscover what normal is and um, you know I think taking it steady not trying to force too much on people too quickly is going to be uh, is going to be important encouraging people to come out and feel safe and comfortable is going to be absolutely vital um, and just do what we've always done here which is give people a reason to want to come out um, obviously, we're sort of based in the city centre in Hanley, and um, we, there isn't there isn't a wealth of residential around here. So it's always been a case that people have sort of had to make an effort to come here, uh, which is encouraging because you know I guess that means we're doing something right. People want to come. Yeah, people want to come here. Um, so you know, I, I guess just trying to keep doing that, you know, uh, doing what we've always done well carrying on and doing that well you know giving people a reason to come out good service knowledge about the product um comfortable safe environment uh good music <laughs> so, well, and, and events you know it's uh, should be uh, it's it's it might take some time to get back to what normal was and maybe there'll be an entirely new kind of normal um but the one thing that we've always done here is adapt and um you know, sort of keep moving forward. Uh, like uh, an expression that we use between the, the directors, or one that I use a lot anyway, is uh, is you've got to be like a shark. You know, you've got to keep moving forward, otherwise you'll uh, you'll drown. Not not bad philosophy there. Yeah. Certainly, in, in this trading, you know, what you've had to you know, push through over the last twelve months. Uh, you know, even looking outside uh, the Piccadilly, I can see traders as well as yourself. You know, 
the first movements of people starting to wake up and yeah. getting back on track. But it's quite nice that it's spring as well because it is almost like the flowers are unfurling and the little critters are coming out and taking <laughs> the first sniff of the fresh air. It's uh, yeah. So I suppose also I've said then it's you know there's still a lot of uncertainty, but what does the future look like for bottle craft? Um, well, I think taking stock is uh, is going to be the, the, the big thing. Um, sort of <laughs> remembering how how we do this, <laughs> remembering how we do this, um, figuring out what the new normal is, um, and you know we've we've always had big plans. Uh, you know we uh, within sort of the first. 16, 18 months of opening, uh, we used to be based on Marsh Street. We realized that, you know, what we'd done, we'd done well and we needed a bigger place. Um, this, you know, Piccadilly is going to be our home now. Um, but certainly wouldn't rule out more bottle crafts or more um, bottle craft type things. Um, we want to keep pushing forward with our events and encouraging community and the creative um, aspects of this city and championing those things um, and yeah, just keep doing things to the best of our abilities and making people feel part of something. Fantastic. How can people find out more and get in touch with you? Um, well, we're all over the social medias. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, BottlecraftSOT. Um, you can also visit our website, uh, www.bottlecraft.beer, um, and uh, that'll tell you a, a little bit about our story and uh, what you can expect here. Um, there's, uh, we occasionally publish blogs on there as well, so <laughs> um, yeah, um, just keep an eye out. And uh, other than that, call and say hello, Ben Daria. Fantastic. Well, thanks very much. And Thank you. All the best uh, for the next 12 months. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be better, right? <laughs> well, unfortunately, that's it for this episode of the Pottery's Podcast. It's been great to have you with us. Hope you've enjoyed listening. Be sure to tune in to next week's episode when we'll be heading over to Caverswall and calling in for a pint at the Auctioneer Arms, a community-owned pub which opened its doors again in 2018 after a combined effort by its local community to save it from closure. Until then, you can find out more about what's going on in the pubs and breweries around Stoke-on-Trent and Staffordshire by popping along to the Community Pubcast, where you'll find us on Twitter at CPubcast and on Facebook at The Community Pubcast. But until next week's episode, take care and remember, drink responsibly. Thanks for listening.